Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Today promises to be a very interesting conversation. Yet another leader from Silicon Valley sharing some very valuable, very keen insights into startup thinking, how to start a business, how to leverage your passion, all those critically important conversations that we all need to have again and again and again. Going to be a great conversation around a very, very cool book that I'm looking forward to talking about. I'm joined today by John Chisholm. He is the CEO of John Chisholm Ventures and the author of a recently published book called Unleash Your Inner Company. John, welcome to the show. Todd, thanks very much. Well, it's great to have you. Thanks for carving out some time to join me. I know you're a very busy fellow, so I appreciate the time. Before we get into a conversation around the recent book, and, and there's an awful lot to talk about there, I do want to give you a quick chance to share with the audience a bit about you, your background, and talking about some of the work that's being done at John Chisholm Ventures. Well, I'm a serial entrepreneur who's been in Silicon Valley for 38 years, started, grown, and sold two companies, started and currently growing a third. The first one was Decisive Technology back in the early 90s. It was the first company to automate surveys on the internet. It's now part of Google. The second company was Customer Sat. It was a leader in what's known as enterprise feedback management, automating customer feedback for large corporations. That company is now part of Confirmit. The third company, which I co-founded with my former chief technology officer, Dickie Singh and Prabhjot Singh, is called Pies, and that is a provider of mobile intelligence solutions. John Chisholm Ventures does advising, angel investing, uh, mentoring of startups. and In addition to that, I, I do other things. Just finished a one-year term as president of the Worldwide MIT Alumni Association, which has been very fun. Gotten to meet our many of our 135,000 alumni around the world. And of course, the book just came out, which is a distillation of everything I've learned or as much as I could squeeze into the book about entrepreneurship over the last two or three decades. So that's been keeping me pretty busy. Yeah, I bet it has. Uh, well, that's a, what an exciting career path. Uh, and I imagine you uh, gained a lot of lessons, a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff that are all distilled into this book. And, and uh, well, you can't, I can't get enough of those kinds of reads where, where it's not someone's theory. It's someone's real life experience and the real lessons learned. And, and so appreciate you taking the time to do that. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. It may appear to be a snarky question, but I ask this of most of my guests who've written on a on a subject where if you were to go to Amazon and, and search for how to build your ideal business or how to use passion and perseverance, there there are or how to apply lessons to, to build a business or launch a startup. I and mean, there's countless books, maybe thousands, maybe tens of thousands of reads on that kind of subject matter. Why did the world need John Chisholm's take on this? Well, let me tell you five things that are absolutely unique about the book. Number one, the right business for you to start is absolutely unique to you. Nobody else has your unique set of skills relationships, knowledge of technology, passions that you have. 
And so finding the ideal company for you to start is largely a process of discovery, finding unsatisfied customer needs in areas that you're passionate about. And, and the book walks you through that process. Number two, you have many more resources to start a company and make it successful than you realize. And the book shows you a systematic way of inventorying and cataloging all of your resources to see which ones are applicable to your company. Three, positive feedback loops are central to success in entrepreneurship and life in general. What do I mean by positive feedback loops? I mean people and things that reinforce each other. And a large part of success is discovering, nurturing, and riding those positive feedback loops. And I'll say more about that in just a moment. Four, positive mindset is a large part of success. And I say a great deal about very deliberately building your self-confidence. And one of the things that I've had to build on from this is that I was early on in my career an instructor for Dale Carnegie training. And so you'll see many ideas from Dale Carnegie incorporated into the book. And finally, any business, no matter how small, can be evolved and grown and scaled into a large business if you want to. And the book shows you how to do that as well. This idea of positive feedback loops, it's an intriguing one. I mean, to to a guy like yourself, I mean, obviously, it's important enough for you to reference it and talk about it. If you were to ask most people, well, do you have a system for positive feedback loops in your life and in your business, they would probably say, well, yeah, of course. But I think most people don't. And if they do, they don't do it very well. How do you do that? How do you how do you structure that? How do you figure out the right way to do that? Because I agree with you that that's mission critical to building and scaling a successful business. I think most people, and I'm looking at myself internally here, I don't think we do it very well, and that's so critical. How do you how do you begin to put that together? Well, there are many different levels. There are positive feedback loops within you. There are loops between you and your co-founder, between you, your co-founder, and your fellow team members between your company and your customers, and between your customers with each other. And let me give you a few examples of each one. First of all, within you, passion and perseverance form a positive feedback loop. Passion is an attitude, perseverance is a behavior. And in many aspects of our life, our attitudes and behaviors reinforce each other. So for example, as you know, if you are deeply engaged with an activity and just stick with it, If you're deeply engaged with an activity, you know how the hours can go by like minutes. It's easy to persevere in that situation. That's an example of passion driving perseverance. Similarly, if you just stick with an activity long enough so that you get good at it and better at it and start to like it and then start to love it, that's an example of perseverance driving passion. So you can see how the two reinforce each other. And if you can think of any aspect of your life where you have experienced that positive feedback between passion and perseverance, it's probably a very good area to consider starting your own business. When you when we see outstanding performance in any field of life, in sports, in the arts, in academics, in politics, entrepreneurship, finance, Wall Street, you name it. Almost certainly the interaction of passion and perseverance are working with each other. When we, similarly, there are positive feedback loops between you and your co-founder. Your passion is contagious to your co-founders and other team members. And there are positive feedback loops between 
and among your customers. We call that network effects. The more customers in many businesses that I start, uh, the more customers I attract. For example, uh, FaceTime. The more users that FaceTime has, the more users that attracts. The more users, that, the more men and women that Match.com has, the more it attracts more men and women. Those are examples of one-sided and two-sided networks, uh, respectively. So in all of these ways, positive feedback is key to success in your business. Yes, as is as is positive thinking, which you know everyone says. Well, of course it is, but most people don't really apply that and, and don't understand how to really do that and, and don't and don't take that seriously enough. So that's so critical. I've heard you say, John, that quote different is better than better. So what do you mean by that? Well, a beautiful example of that is the laptop industry. HP, Dell, IBM, Lenovo all make laptops. All run Microsoft Windows. Each of their laptops is better than the other in some way. One might have a screen which is larger by 20%. Another might have a 10 or 20% faster processor. Another one might have be a 10 or 20% more durable. In contrast, Apple is different. Apple doesn't run Microsoft Windows. It designed the operating system and the hardware from scratch to work together. Uh, they made it easier to use. They optimized it for specific applications like initially desktop publishing, then audio, the music, video, and so forth. These specialties became mainstream requirements. Over time, the Mac gradually took market share away from Microsoft Windows. By the year 2011, Apple was worth more than Microsoft and Intel makes the processors used by most of the Microsoft Windows laptops uh, together. And today, Apple is the most valuable company in the world. So a beautiful example of how different is better than better. When you are different from your competitors, that is, you're competing along dimensions of customer needs that are uh, different from what they're competing along. It gives you time and space to get established as those uh, customers buy from you again and again and sell and tell their, their friends and colleagues about you. You will grow with them. You don't have to be the best solution for everybody. You just need to be the best solution for somebody. And so that's uh, uh, one example of what I mean by different is better than better. And it takes courage to do that, right? I mean, it's easy to sit there and say, all right, well, I'm going to build something that follows the specs that most other people out there, because obviously I'm assuming that's what most people want, but that's not really the case. And it requires a lot of courage to, to do something and build something different, right? Yes, it does. There's an entire chapter in my book called Growing Your Mind from the Inside Out, which are techniques for building your courage and self-confidence. One of the principles in that chapter is, if there is some aspect of yourself that you genuinely cannot change, find a way to view it as an asset. I use myself as an example. When I was in my mid-30s, I accepted the fact that I'm gay. Most people wouldn't view that as an asset, at least from a business standpoint. I disagree. For me, it's been an asset in at least five different ways. Number one, when you're growing up gay, you know unambiguously, with absolute certainty, that at least some of the world's routine assumptions are wrong. People routinely assume that guys are attracted to gals and vice versa. You know that it's not universally correct. And so growing up gay has helped me 
not necessarily accept the status quo, think outside the box. And these things have made me a better entrepreneur, manager, and and executive. Two, uh, it wasn't socially acceptable to be openly gay when I was growing up. And so at least some of the energy I might have put into dating, I put into studying and sports and career instead. Today, 30 years later, I am hugely enjoying the benefit of that early investment. Three, I'm not a minority in any sense that I can think of other than being gay, and so it sensitized me to what some of the challenges that minorities face. Four, when people see that I'm not trying to hide who I am and hide my sexual orientation, it helps build trust between us because they can see I'm, I'm being open with them. And five, I think it further conveys that I have strength in reserve if I can be open about the fact that I'm gay. So similarly, if there is some aspect of your life that you genuinely cannot change, find a way to view it as a strength. Set the bar very high. Don't use this as an excuse to accept some aspect of yourself that you can change and would like to change. But if you genuinely cannot change it, if you can find a way to view it as, an, as a strength, it'll be hugely empowering for you as it was for me. And that aspect of yourself will become one of your strengths. Yeah. A few a few years ago, I was giving this very talk to a group of undergraduates in Guatemala, and about halfway back in the auditorium, there was a young man sitting. And as I spoke and told that very story, he slowly raised his fist to his chest and pressed it against his chest. And at first, I thought. It was a small gesture of agreement or support for what I was saying. But then when I looked again, I could see he wasn't making a fist at all. His hand had no fingers on it. And I imagine he was saying, this I cannot change. This is my strength. So similarly, if there's some aspect of yourself that you genuinely cannot change, find a way to view it as a strength, and it will become one of your strengths. Mm, that's great stuff. All right, John Chisholm and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees, to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585-248-9322 or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, I am back with John Chisholm, the author of a new book, Unleash Your Inner Company, Use Passion and Perseverance to Build Your Ideal Business. So, John, obviously the the mental game, the, the inner game is so critical here and, and foundational to your success as an entrepreneur in terms of using your passion and perseverance and and all the things we've talked about the top half of the show. I mean, it, there really is an inner game of entrepreneurship, right? I mean, how do you, how do you strengthen? I mean, we, you just touched on it. We closed the first half of the show with an idea of how to leverage uh, and become stronger, but are there other ways that you can, you can build that inner game, strengthen that inner game so that you do have the courage as we talked about 
to, to build what needs to be built? Yes, here are some thoughts. Everything I've learned or ever heard about my father's grandfather, uh, who I never met, he died in 1903, was impressive. But I heard about him from my father, who also never met him, but heard about him through his, his mother. He was a sea captain, a mariner. He was an officer on the Great Eastern. He was physically imposing. My grandmother said he had enormous hands that hung at his sides. He was re highly regarded in his community, which was Marblehead, Massachusetts. Most of my family tree is not very distinguished. There's really, I, I'm the first male in my family to get a college degree, or at least a bachelor's degree. But the fact is that everybody has somebody in their family tree that they can admire. And it's just a question of finding that person. And as you think about that person, whoever it is, uh, know that you have much in common with them and know that there is some of them in you. And so let them inspire you on to great things. One of the other principles in the chapter is never say anything negative about yourself. The human mind is like an iceberg. Only about 10% of it is above water. 90% is below water. Well, similarly, we're only consciously aware of about 10% of the messages that come into our mind. The remaining 90% enter of messages, signals, sounds, observations, all of these our mind registers without us being consciously aware of them. Well, some of these signals are dangerous to us. Negative things that we repeat about ourselves again and again. The unconscious mind registers, and if we repeat them, it eventually accepts them as true. So think of any negative thing that you might say about yourself. I'm ill at ease socially. I'm no good at math. I'm no good at sports. I'm a slow learner, whatever it might be, and stop saying that. To be very clear, I'm not worried about what other people think about you. I'm worried about what your most important audience thinks about you, namely your unconscious mind. And instead of any of those negative things, think of a specific moment, no matter how small, when you did the opposite. If it was a game, you were the star. If it was a party, you put everyone at ease. If it was the math, you were able to do it in your head. If it was directions, you got us there without even looking at the math. Make these moments, these incidents, as tangible as possible. Write down every detail that you can recall about them. If you have a trophy or photographs that suggest them, put those in a prominent place where you can see them. Think about these positive moments as, as you fall asleep at night and let them squeeze the negative moments out of your mind. And gradually, those positive moments will become the new reality for you. And, and so that's another way of building your self-confidence and uh, strengthening your, your, uh, yeah. yourself. No, that's so, it's so critically important. <clears throat> and again, it's one of those things that, that most of us are just not good at. And, and frankly, I believe it's a, it, that's an ongoing battle. I mean, that's, you don't fix that once and then you're good. I mean, that you have to continuously focus and work on that. And, and I think that's going to, and it will become easier as that becomes more of the new routine and a new habit. They'll shift a bit to thinking more about some startup thinking and, and la launching a new business. Um, can anyone be an innovator? Well, I absolutely believe yes. Some people have the idea that some of us are innovators and some are not. I don't agree with that. I think anyone has the potential to be an innovator. 
And, and for that matter, anyone who deeply aspires to can be an entrepreneur and make it a success. Uh, let's talk about each of those. First of all, the innovator. Make a list of all of the skills that you have and all of the technologies that you know something about. The skills, the letter S, technologies, the letter T, these are the first two letters of seven letters uh, that I use that spell the word STARS with two A's and two R's that capture all of your uh, resources that you have to bring to bear to starting a business. Your skills, your technologies, your assets, those could be your physical, financial, or knowledge-based assets, your achievements, your reputation, your relationships, and your strengths, as in your inner strengths. And something that's very worthwhile to do is make take out a big sheet of paper, make seven columns on it, put one of those letters or words at the top of each column, and then write down as many of those things that you can think of that apply to you. What are all your skills? Even if they're, what are all your all the technologies that you know about? The skills, even if there are things that don't seem very business-like, like uh, liking to cook or playing the guitar or knowing conversational Spanish, put those down. Uh, your technologies, these could either, either be ones that you've studied formally or ones that you just know about because you're passionate about using that particular technology. Then, very systematically, List all of the combinations of those skills and technologies. Start with the pairs. So let's say one of your skills is cooking and a technology uh, that you know about is webcams. Okay, well, cooking and webcams, that's one combination. Can you think of any customer need that that combination could satisfy, either in a new way, an existing customer need, or a new customer need? And then system, similarly do that for all of your skills and technologies. If you know N things, to be just a tiny bit uh, mathematical here, there are N times N minus 1 over 2 pairs of combinations. To be, What that means is that the number of pairs will grow roughly by the square of the number of total number of skills and technologies you have. Make a list of all of them. If you know 10 skills and technologies total, there'll be 45 pairs. You can make a list of all of those. And then look at each one and see if you can think of a customer need that that will satisfy. That is one way that anyone can be an innovator. And that's one of the steps of the 10-step process that I, I lay out in my book. Well, see, here's the thing. I mean, it, it all builds on on one another, right? I mean, the, we, we've spent a lot of time in this in this conversation about building that inner strength and building confidence and, and leveraging passion and perseverance. And you can't be an innovator without having that bedrock, right? I mean, that, that, that is the key to having the comments to say, yeah, I can do this. Because I've long said, uh, I've said something similar. I said, I think we're all creatives. Now, most people think of creative as someone who paints or is a, is a, does modern dance or plays an instrument, whatever. No, I, I believe that, that if you help people and if you solve problems, that's creative work as well. And, and the other key is understanding the difference between creativity and, and innovation because they're, they're related, but they're not the same. And, and so that, that STARS exercise is, is, is quite fascinating. And, and, and I think the key thing is, is mo a lot of people, majority of people don't believe they are innovative. And so thus they don't think they can start a business that's going to be impactful and scalable 
So uh, these these are critical critical lessons, John, that that we all need to better understand how we can use passion and perseverance to to build the ideal business. So great stuff. I, we have a lot more to talk about, John, but sadly we're out of time. I, I me thinks we're gonna have to have you back on the show to continue this critically important conversation. I'm so grateful for your time today. Before I let you go. How can people contact you should they have questions on any of this? And most importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of Unleash Your Inner Company? My email is john at johnchismventures.com. The book is Unleash Your Inner Company. It's on Amazon. It's available in both hardback and Kindle version for your iPad, for your Kindle device, your iPhone or Android. The website is www.unleashyourinnercompany.com. And my Twitter is uh, John D. Chisholm. That's J-O-H-N-D-C-H-I-S-H-O-L-M. John Chisholm, the CEO of John Chisholm Ventures and the author of the new book, Unleash Your Inner Company, Use Passion and Perseverance to Build Your Ideal Business. John, it was a real pleasure. I'm so grateful, uh, and thanks for stopping by. Tom, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure was mine. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guest, John Chisholm, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Radio. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to intrepidmailinglist.com. That's intrepidmailinglist.com and sign up. You can also find us at intrepid.media and on iTunes. And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time.